You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. You're listening to Absolute Empowerment with Coach Jeff Connors on The Sports Objective. Join Coach C, a USA Strength and Conditioning Hall of Famer, every Monday night to see in a variety of guests, including former players, former and current coaches, pastors, and others will discuss relevant issues in coaching today's athlete. The goal of equipping the athlete and those coaching them with the physical, mental, and spiritual armor necessary to live their best life. Here's Coach Connors. Welcome to show number 17. Uh, today is going to be a very special show. We have Scott Bircher, uh, who is a pastor of worship and congregational care, uh, Covenant Church, and uh, also a part of our Armored Life team. And so welcome to the show today, Scott. Thank you so much. Great to be with you, Coach. Excited. Well, I'm very excited to have you. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about ArmoredLife.org first, uh, just mm-hmm. to kind of uh, preface things here. Something that I started, uh, felt like I had a calling to start a website uh, to uh, somehow maybe help athletes. I saw many athletes go by the wayside during my, my career. And I had this idea to start a website uh, to basically provide uh, information to athletes uh, to educate and uh, toward a spiritual life and also to edify in any way that we could think of uh, to provide prayer for those in need. And of course, provide an avenue to bring people to Christ. Uh, And then somehow I was, contacted by the sports objective and asked if I was interested in doing a podcast. And so uh, I agreed to do it. If I could also pursue my objectives with uh, armorlife.org. And so this uh, has enabled me to connect with highly successful people that have incredible testimony. And, and you are one of those people. Hmm. I'm low on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that, but uh, we, uh, we met one day, uh, it's just kind of God put you in my path. I really believe that. Yeah. And, uh, I was very excited about having you as part of this armored life team. And I really appreciate what you've contributed thus far with regard to that. So this is kind of like the Scott Bircher story. Ooh. And, uh, as I understand it, uh, did you grow up in the Vanceboro area? I grew up in uh, Craven County. Of course, we have to go back farther to get the very beginning. Um, yes. Columbia, South Carolina, uh, University of South Carolina. My father was on staff there when I was born. So okay. all the way back to the uh, early 70s at uh, Columbia, South Carolina, where my father was the percussion which I guess if most people would know that has to do with drums, but percussion instructor there at U- University of South Carolina. And so I grew up, my first six years of living were um, going to uh, University of South Carolina football games, hanging out with the marching band. So that was the earliest influence of music and in my life and athletics really in my life. So then a move to a dairy farm uh, in 1979, where my mother grew up in Craven County near Vanceboro, but in Cove City, which is geographically speaking, if on Highway 70 in between Kinston and New Bern. 
right off of Highway 70, a dairy farm there. Um, yeah, that's that's where I got my start. So I attended Covenant Church many times throughout the 90s. Yes. And uh, became familiar with your father. Yeah. Because I am a garage drummer. Yes, sir. And uh, <laughs> love it. I've seen the set. It's legit, man. It was just like Alex Van Halen up there, man. It's been a hobby, uh, basically, where I could kind of, I guess you could say, release some aggression from mm -hmm. time to time. But I, I really, uh, I really enjoy the rhythm of life. I believe there's rhythm in life. I believe yeah. there's rhythm in uh, strength training, weight training, uh, speed development, running. Uh, people talk about the rhythm of an offense during a football game. I just believe that there is rhythm to life. And, yes. uh, and I've tried to actually incorporate that into my coaching. <clears throat> At times I've had offensive line uh, do paradiddles on a heavy bag, for instance. So not many people probably have done that. Yeah. Uh, right, left, okay. right, right, left, right, left, left. That's uh, it. That's the yeah. basics. The fundamentals got to have them. Gotcha. So talk a little bit about how you got interested in, in music. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Then, you know, with your education, not only getting into music, but then also getting into uh, praise and worship music. Sure. How did all this take place? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty cool how God brings you full circle in your life. Um, I grew up, like I said, I grew up with drums beating all around me at University of South Carolina. We we did gravitate up here to North Carolina to move. Uh, on the dairy farm, which my mother grew up on. Uh, my grandfather was having some health issues. And so my, my father left the University of South Carolina music man job to come up and work on a dairy farm for 10 years. So my father is a Philly man, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania guy, grew up there, didn't know anything about um, music or dairy farming and learned all of that. Um, through the course of his education at University of South Carolina and East Carolina University, where my father was a music major there and went through the School of Music. And so it passed on through to my brother and myself, who we both fortunately picked up on some of the musical genes, uh, picked up on dairy farming and uh, things on the farm and work ethic and um, athletics through school and through high school, mainly baseball and doing some light weight lifting. Um, and then so the musical thing was passed on from our parents, really. My mother has been teaching piano in um, in our home for 50, over 50 years now. So it speaks to my age and my mother's age. I guess she's been teaching that long. It's such a blessing to hear piano playing over the course of my early years on and on and on and on. And um, it was just such a great experience growing up in a musical family. Um, uh, my dad, like I said, played multiple instruments, my mother piano, my brother plays a few instruments um, and myself. And we, we actually, when we, Jeff, when we moved to North Carolina, when I was six, seven, eight years old, we actually started going to these little churches around Eastern North Carolina and um, Sunday night services or whatever, having the, the singing virtues or whatever come uh, into the churches. And so that's kind of the way it was, although I did not sing until I was actually at University of Mount Olive, which I guess 
we, we transitioned into there pretty soon uh, after that point, but didn't sing, just played some instruments, music, mostly percussion, played some keyboard. And just, uh, I didn't love it, Jeff, because we're going into churches and I was kind of a little bit rebellious, like a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of, it's pretty common to kind of go your own route when you get into middle school and high school. And I, I'm no exception. I kind of went and did what everybody else was doing. Didn't really have a strong faith walk. I was actually baptized when I was 10 years old. So I, I believe that I was baptized, but I did not have a relationship with Jesus as I know that today. So that's kind of the early stages of the music influence and um, the early stages of my um, really Christian influence that Christ made in my life. And um, yeah, so I just kind of did that through. I was actually, um, I excelled in band. You know, that's not the most popular thing to say. You know, when you're in high school, you excelled in band, but was nominated for McDonald's All-American in band. And, you know, a lot of guys that you're going to have on this show were McDonald's All-American athletes where um, I did play sports and things in high school. Um, the music route was definitely what came the most natural to me. And so I left the uh, left mostly athletics in college for um, just kind of um, doing music and didn't know where that would lead me, Jeff. You know, when I, I went to the University of Mount Olive and did not really know what I was going to do with my life even then. I didn't want to teach. My father was great influence on music, but he was a professor of music. He taught in schools. I didn't think I wanted to be a teacher. I felt like that was all that you would do with a music degree, honestly. So I pursued um, a degree in recreation and leisure studies, you know, did RLS sports management emphasis and didn't do a whole lot with that. When I graduated, actually had an opportunity right out of college in 1995 to go start touring around the nation singing gospel music. Um, so that was kind of my start into full-time ministry was singing in a gospel group, living in uh, up near Columbus, Ohio for a couple of years and then transitioned to where my father was after that and uh, got married in 1998 to my beautiful wife, Emma who was Emma Thomas, a, a pirate through and through with her whole family or um, the Thomas family. I think they all went to East, ECU. So we had this gravitation to Greenville. She was going to Covenant Church where you already mentioned my father, Jack Bircher, was the music director at that time. So um, it's pretty interesting how God brings you back around, back home Back to your roots, my dad was here, director of music. I came, got involved at Covenant with the music ministry, and uh, my wife was already singing. My wife-to-be at that time was already singing in the choir with my father directing, and um, he had a lot to do with, hey, do you remember Emma Thomas from West Craven High School and kind of did a little matchmaker with us, and um, it was really cool to see how we were engaged within eight weeks of reintroducing ourselves to each other and got married in that same year. So it was meant to be, and it happened fast and um, still at covenant, still involved with music. So that's the so short. The, the former mayor of Greenville is your brother-in-law. Is that correct? Yeah. Alan Thomas, very strong influence <laughs> in the pirate land. Uh, yep. Alan uh, 
is my brother-in-law and Scott yeah. Thomas is his brother, who's the DA in Craven, Pamlico and Carteret County. So he, they have influence over uh, at ECU. I think they were both really heavily involved there. And Bren is Emma's other brother. I think he went to ECU. So it, it runs deep. It runs deep. Gotcha. For sure. Uh, what what are some of the things that you have done at uh, West Craven High School? I know that you you've been involved there with with the athletes. yeah yeah going back to my roots again. I had I didn't want to leave that place the way I left it the first time. Which when I graduated high school, Jeff, coach, I had not much initiative at all, really for life. I, I didn't have the grades to um, immediately go to college. So I went to a community college, which I highly recommend if you don't know where you want to go. Community college is a phenomenal, um, phenomenal gateway into anything else you want to do in life. So I went to a community college, Lenore Community College in Kinston for a semester. And um, so that's where um, I kind of moved in um, right after high school. And so I thought, you know what, I want to go back to West Craven one day, but I want to do it right. So Got involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, phenomenal ministry um, worldwide, but um, here in North Carolina have been involved from um, really in this eastern North Carolina going into schools and then got really plugged in about 10 years ago um, with uh, David Wall as our uh, area director here. And um, of course, Johnny Evans, uh, great uh, Wolfpack man. Uh, he's up in Raleigh area. It's kind of under his leadership in this part of the state and got involved at West Craven High School about 10 years ago in West Craven Middle School. And we've just seen tremendous growth. What an amazing opportunity to get into the schools um, that Fellowship of Christian Athletes has that avenue. And yeah, I'm, I'm there every week trying to encourage those kids to uh, look to Jesus like I didn't do when I was their age if we could go back and do it again. Right. You know, so yeah, it's great to get back every weekend to the school. So tell me a little bit about the uh, responsibilities and duties as a pastor of worship and congregational care. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did get involved with the music um, pretty soon um, after coming back to Greenville. Like I said, I was involved um leading worship, playing in the band at Covenant until 2005. We um, Covenant was developing a um, Saturday opportunity to worship on Saturday. We, we, we do that for people that work on the weekend. They're, we have a medical community that can't always get away on a Sunday to worship. So that was one of the reasons. Also, there was a little overflow deal there on Sunday mornings at Covenant, and it just seemed like God was leading us to open up another opportunity during the week. And so as of uh, July of 2005, I was hired full time by Covenant to help really with the development of that initiative for Saturday worship. And here we are 17 and a half years later with um that's still going on. I, we do not have a separate Saturday, Sunday service. It's all the same service that Pastor Branson Sheets um, has been here since 2005 as well. And he had, uh, delivers the message and the word that God gives him on Saturday at 530, just like he does Sunday at 915 and Sunday at 11. So 
it's a great opportunity uh, for people that go and worship at another congregation on Sunday. If they want to come and uh, or if they have responsibilities at another church that they really can't just worship and um, and just be in the presence of the Lord and they can come on Saturday. So that was my beginnings. And that's what I've kind of been involved with music since 2005 or since 1997 when I came back. But on a full time basis, it's been music ministry. Uh, and then the congregational care. I just love um, people. I love the small groups. I love um, visiting at the hospital and in home visits and sending notes to um, congregation. I think it just comes natural and I love doing that. So I was invited on to be a part of that team that kind of helps with congregational care. And so I've been involved with that as well. And that's been just as, if not as much rewarding as playing music. So it's all an act of worship. Well, if you, uh, <clears throat> what I wanted to mention as far as giftedness is concerned, it seems like the most popular programs that people like to watch on television now are AGT, uh, The Voice, and uh, American Idol. Those programs have become yeah. extremely popular. Very popular. I enjoy watching them because I'm all about the overachiever, you know, and to see someone discover themselves is uh, definitely, uh, I guess you could say entertaining to me, but I also, you know, become impressed and appreciative of that as well. Sure. But uh, the gift of song is, uh, is something that's pretty big as far as people recognizing those who have that gift and uh, unfortunately, I don't have it. Oh, come on, man. You do. So when you when, I when I go to church and, and everybody's singing, I kind of pantomime. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, what what do, what do guys like me do when we go to church? We, I love we it. We can't sing. What the, That's what's a the great, expectation there? Hey, man, that is a great question. We've talked a little bit about this. Um, I, I just believe the call to come together and worship. Now worship, well, we could get into this for hours and hours. Um, you know, worship is not music. Music is an expression of worship, but worship is not equivalent to um, worship. So music and worship do coincide and coexist. But um, so the worship experience, I believe we're just called to gather together. Hebrews, um, there's a, book in the New Testament for those not listening that aren't as familiar with the Bible, but uh, the book of Hebrews talks about um, don't forsake the gathering together. And I believe that we together together means, hey, I'm, I care enough about other people to come and gather with them. And it may be a relationship sparks. You might get into a small group because of as a result of you going to a larger gathering and a corporate worship experience. Um, I believe that that's the important part and receiving a message and a word from the Lord. And um, that's huge, of course. And to worship through praise. There, There's a scripture that I don't know if we want to go there right now, but Psalm 8 um, is just one of my favorite psalms. And it starts out by saying, oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So there's majesty in our God. So, OK, we, we that means that he's above everything else. 
uh, and say, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And then it goes on to talk about through the praise of your children, you put a stronghold against the enemy and dumbfound the enemy when we praise. So I'm paraphrasing that the second and third verses of that psalm. The gist of it um, is when we praise, not only does it elevate the majesty of our God, so it it takes us off the throne and puts them on it, but it also gives us um, this avenue of peace. Um, the enemy who is the devil, we know him to be the devil or Satan, is um, running rampant in our world today. And when you praise, um, good, bad, or indifferent, the way it comes out of your mouth, when you do praise, it silences the enemy. God actually puts a stronghold up against the enemy so that he can't do anything to you when you praise. So it doesn't say praise in tune. It doesn't say praise with the certain melody and harmony. It says to praise. So whatever that is coming out of you, it should stir from whatever's inside of you to come out. That's what I love. to. That's the way I like to say it for guys that, you know, football players. I mean, there's football players that can sing great. But I'm just saying that persona that, you know, somebody's just going to stand there, um, you know, do something. You can read the words, mouth the words, you know, what we what's in our heart should come out and, you know, believe in your heart, confess it with your mouth. Believe there, there is a connection with what you believe and what you say. And so come into church and say those words. Um, I believe that that's just as important, you know, as we praise God, you don't have to be in tune go into a section. Hey, there should be a section in church where it's like, like you sound good and you know it. You don't sound good and you know it. Sections in church, you know, that way everybody that sounds horrible would just sit in the same section and it wouldn't matter. Right. It's a joyful noise anyway. So yeah. Anyway, somebody come up with that. Not me. Yeah. It seems to be, it seems to be, you know, we have a lot of different denominations in the Christian faith and it seems to be a commonality among all denominations that there's some form of musical praise and worship. Yeah. Uh, when you look at some of the churches that are more traditional, of course, you've mm -hmm. got the old hymns, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of which I grew up with. Yeah, uh, me too. Basically have an organ and, and, and everyone is singing and, uh, you know, you don't have a, I, I didn't see a whole lot of solos growing up. Right. Yep. Yep. And then you had the, uh, I guess you could say the Christian music movement with younger, yep. younger folks. Uh, even getting into Christian rap with, a, you know, a person like Toby Mac, for mm -hmm. instance. Yeah. Uh, and I really like listening to gospel music and choirs as well. Yeah. I basically like every kind of music, but yeah. I, I love to go to church and hear someone get up and sing who can actually sing very well. Yes. Uh, and it amazes me throughout the churches that I've been to over the years, over many years, looking at these shows, American Idol and the voice and so forth. I mean, to me, you can almost find at least one person in every church that I think that could get on there and compete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, there are a lot of people around with this giftedness. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm happy to see the churches find them and let them get up and, and you know, and sing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, because then we can all appreciate their gift. 
That's right. But what do you have to say about, uh, obviously, there's been some criticism over the years and people reluctant from some of these more traditional churches. To, uh, you go in there and say, well, you know, we don't have guitars and, uh, and yeah. drums and so forth and trumpets and whatever. But uh, is there still some some degree of disagreement there or what? Uh, give me your perspective on that. I, yes. And I, Coach, I'm kind of in the middle because I'm old enough to have grown up with the hymns, appreciate the richness of the lyric and hymns and the arrangements of hymns. I'm all about that. I'm also kind of young enough to have been a part of a church that did have some progressive, uh, more congregational singing um you know that though it to me i appreciate both like you uh there are some that prefer and we all prefer however in the church setting that we've already mentioned that assembly and gathering of worshipers you're going to have you know all kinds of personalities that come in with all kinds of perceptions and um and wants as far as style musically it's just it will always be a con conversation in the church however i believe that my take kind of being in between the two i love all styles of music i um i believe that when i come into the church house when i come to worship i need to be surrendered and humble myself to style because it's not style it is the attitude of my heart to be able to um let me let me preface this yes when it sounds good it is easier for me to be able to just worship god um that's another conversation for excellence in church and um yeah i'm not sure we want to talk about that but the yes stylistically i do believe we need to just prepare our hearts before we get into this corporate space and say, God, whatever I hear today, whatever style of music, let it not stop me from your presence or getting into your presence. You know, it's not about the style. I mean, if if the words are just weird, you can't get into the theology of what's being said. I understand that. But there will never be a perfect church because there are people in it we know that so don't no one out there be deceived you will never find a perfect church because people are in it and so don't let style drive you away um, i do love to mix up styles when i'm putting a worship set together I love him. I do love to incorporate hymns in my set, but I also believe that um, it does not resonate with people that are younger than me. So do does it my style going to drive what I do or am I going to open myself and my heart up to, hey, how can I freshen up me and offer another opportunity for someone else in another style? So, yeah, fortunately, uh, we're able to do that. Um, here in this congregation, and I, um, yeah, I gravitate more to the mix and the blend of styles just to not say, hey, I'm only going to do this. I just feel like 
God loves it all. He, he wants us to offer what we have. Yeah. Well, I love the tempo of gospel music because it kind of makes you want to get up and dance a little mm -hmm. bit. So mm -hmm. I love that tempo. <laughs> mm -hmm. I do too, man. Uh, <clears throat> let's get into a little bit of scripture here. Yeah. Uh, I like Colossians 3.16. Yeah. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs. Yeah. And the spirit yep. singing to God with gratitude in your heart. So mm -hmm. what we're saying here is uh, we're teaching and admonishing through yeah. praise. Yeah. I mean, you started it out with it, though, you know. Did, did, what did the first part say about the word, right? Was the first part talk about scripture or the word? Well, let the message of Christ dwell among you. Yeah. yeah, let the message, the message is the word because John 1, 1 says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. So the message is the word. And I believe that the word is the most important part of the our assembling together music, greeting people, children's ministry, youth ministry, um, adult ministry. I believe that the word of God, which is God, is the essential part of that. Let the message of Christ dwell in you richly. That means read the word, memorize the word, study the word so that you can share the word and admonish and te admonish, teach and sing psalms, spiritual songs. All that comes to me, you know, from the top, which is comes through the word. Let that word dwell in you. So we have to be in the word to um, to fulfill that, even that one verse. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about psalms in general? Uh, yeah, I'm not like the most knowledgeable on the psalms. And, and I know that many of the psalms were literal songs sung so you know the 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 psalmist would write and of course we know that david had musical ability um i think it's well documented that david did play before the lord and we know that he danced before the lord so he had he had some groove to him we know that he's um a good example of of, of song and dance and all the things that i mean i'm not going to be dancing up in there but uh you know I, I do get the music element and how david was a great example and he wrote many of the songs psalms and i believe that they were put to tunes and i think that that's that is an important element i'm not the most knowledgeable about which psalms and um if they were sung if they were not sung but i think that the psalms are so important for us to read and meditate on and um, you'll see at the beginning of Psalms, depending on your translation, most of them should have um, a note there at the beginning of the Psalm, whether it was to the tune of, you, you can see that in some Psalms, where it's almost, this was a known tune that they sang this Psalm to. It's pretty interesting to look at the Psalms and you see the beginning, some of your manuscripts or versions would have what that psalm was it sung was it said was it um you know in the psalmist david and just the different um ideas of each psalm 
some of them are listed at the beginning of those. But um, I love the psalm, Psalm 150, phenomenal psalm on praise and praising with symbols and instruments and trumpets and harps. And um, it's pretty cool that the stringed instruments and all. I mean, that's that's old school. That's thousands of years of print that talks about praising with all the different ways, you know, that we can praise. I love Psalm 150. When you have young people that get into music or have an interest in music and learning how to play an instrument or singing mm -hmm. and so forth, uh, do you have some type of lesson plan, for instance, where mm -hmm. you would educate them as to the power of praise and worship so they know the value of what they're about to learn? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that because that, that has been part of my uh, job here at Covenant for the past little bit is trying to empower and equip um, the younger generation in music. And so if it's me working with them on um, some instrumentation um, or vocals, we, we do that here for the young people and for getting into children's ministry, student ministry and beyond, um, being, worshiping, being worship leaders here um, at Covenant and the different avenues that they can do that. Um, it starts with the source. The teaching starts with the source. There's there's resource and there's source. So we start with the source is God has given you this gift, right? So God is the maker, creator of all things. He wants us to steward resource well, but he is the source. And so we have to say, hey, if you want to be and do this here, this is God given. So we want to honor God and give him glory with your gift. And so, yeah, we I, I start out lesson number one, learn the source. And that is having a relationship with the Lord, I think, is the essential and most important part of um, a walk with him is knowing him and having a relationship with him because he is the source. And then we go to the resource of learning your instrument. Um, rehearsing, playing, training, as we do in athletics, training, 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 repetitions, repetitions, um, chord structure, warming up the pipes, um, vocalizing, um, just everything that it that it takes as a resource, we start with the source. And so we definitely say, hey, first of all, how's your relationship with the Lord? Let's develop that and do some discipleship so that we learn why we do what we're doing here um, at, in church or any church setting. So, yeah. So when you get out of Mount Olive, you said you were in a, uh, some type of group, right? Well, I wasn't like in an official group type thing, but that's where I started the singing. Like when we, um, I believe that Mount Olive had just, finished a nice cafeteria edition in the early 90s. So we had a nice dining hall with sound system and piano. And I started kind of venturing out and not being as um, subtle about my skill, I guess, uh, there at University of Mount Olive. I did not perform in a group there because I was still, I was coming out of a re rebellious time in my life, like middle school, high school. I was still dabbling and still not fully committed to Christ until actually my senior year at University of Mount Olive. And yeah. then, you know, I graduate and then get involved with this group afterward and start really developing 
in my relationship with the Lord and with my musical skill and things. Well, what, what were some of the things that made you want to make a change? You know, I, I, I knew the way, you know, the scriptures say, you know, when we train our children um, in the ways of the Lord, that is seeds being planted in their lives. Whether you see it right now or 10 years from now, that seed will come up and you pray for people to come in and water that seed and and tilt, work the ground in that soul and in that heart. And that's what happened to me. The seeds were planted early in my life, but it wasn't until I, I met um, a guy, his name is Mike Price, and he's my first spiritual mentor. And he took me and I was a senior in college. He had just graduated and he said, hey, let's hang out. And uh, we did. We enjoyed hanging out together, but it was all a ploy from him to grow me spiritually. Like he, he had an agenda in mind. And that's what we have to have with people is we have to have um, discipleship in mind, evangelism and discipleship in mind when we're interacting with people. We have no idea how long we have or they have. And so intentionality is what this guy had for me. And that was when I was a senior. And so all the seeds that were planted in years past, Coach, you know, he was helping water those. And then they just started sprouting. And I said, I've got to take off and do this. And and uh, the music part was kind of my route to do that. Gotcha. Well, I was thinking that uh, you could go ahead and bless us with something and then we can talk a little bit more and may maybe you can hit us with a second one. Uh, yeah. To the, uh, the week of Christmas here, uh, go ahead and hit us with something. Yeah, I can do it. I'm happy to. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. He rules the world with truth and grace, and makes the nations prove. The glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love. I can stop there, I can go. <laughs> go tell it on the mountain. <laughs> Over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. I love, hey, man, I'm more comfortable singing than I am talking, actually. I hear you, man. Yeah, I I can't wait to get out there and go shopping today, brother. You know, Come on. <laughs> get you in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. So uh, Ephesians 519. Uh, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the spirit, 
sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Yeah. I really love that scripture too. Yes. Uh, because it talks about interacting, you know, with hymns and song. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> anything you want to add there? Yeah, absolutely. It, it still goes back to the source. You know, I mean, we, we can sing all we want to. And I, Honestly, Jeff, coach, I went to Nashville, Tennessee to visit um, one of my best friends for over 25 years now. I just got back and got to see some people there when I was out in the music business. And that was great. And I love them. But, man, there's something about when you sing to the Lord and you're in the spirit when you're singing. It, it Music moves us. I get it. It does move us. And the emotions tied into music are phenomenal and God created that and whether people acknowledge that in their giftedness they're still great musicians whether they acknowledge it or not but there's something about when the spirit of God when people recognize the spirit and the glory and the majesty um, of our God when they sing there's to me nothing like it because he puts an anointing on um, on that music and and I just feel like that's just psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. This is something in scripture that we're supposed to do with the resource, with the string instruments, with our voice, with our gifts and our talents. And I, I appreciate people going and playing and making money and being able to um, get have resources because of their gifting. But I've never been the guy to just go out and play anywhere. I've, I just don't. I don't have enough space in my life. And hey, we probably don't have time for this today, but you said rhythms of life. And I'm, that is my jam right now is rhythms of life and paying attention to the space that I put in my life, what space I allow in, what do I allow in the space of my heart and my soul? It's been driving me for the past little while now. And I have more peace in my life than I have probably my adult life because of the shutting down of things that don't matter and things that were just filling dead space in my life and refilling that with things that feed my heart and feed my soul. And so, yeah, I, I don't want to feed it with learning just songs that are random. I just don't want to yeah. fill space with that. So um, anyway, yeah, that might be another podcast rhythms of life. Well, but I'm a, uh dude <laughs> i'm really happy to hear you expound upon that a little bit i think that's awesome mm. uh tell me a little bit about uh <clears throat> the activities that covenant church has uh moving forward uh, through christmas yeah absolutely uh we have um a couple of things going on this week uh we do have a campus in little washington beaufort county love that campus um great little uh, place uh, over there at the old washington high school i believe dominique played some basketball in that gym it's it's it's, it's got some age on it so we meet yeah. over there at the transitions building uh 230 east 8th street there in washington we have a friday night service which is christmas eve eve on the 23rd and so we are meeting there at six o'clock and uh, that'll be a service there uh, in Washington. Uh, and then here at the Greenville campus on Saturday night, Christmas Eve, of course, we have a two o'clock service, five o'clock and seven. And man, I may be wrong, but you can always go to covenant 
www.covenant.cc, covenant.cc, to learn anything you want to know about what's coming up this week and beyond. But super excited about mission. Uh, the, uh, the offering that will be taken up will be directly going to mission. So we have two or three ministry missions partners that all that money is going to be going to this week. Well, Covenant certainly has been a very powerful church in, in Greenville over the years. Uh, I don't know how many members you have, but there's got to be a bunch. <laughs> well, not sure. You know, it ebbs and flows. And I'm just thankful that um, we've been able to continue to reach people for the gospel and partner with other churches. Uh, you know, Ignite is right here up the road. I'm pointing to it. It's, right. and we have a great relationship with Ignite. And, oh, mm-hmm all these churches here in Greenville. Um, we love to partner because we are all one church. Um, yeah. Unity is paramount for sure. Gotcha. Um, uh, just one more scripture. Uh, yeah. Went out of Psalms 105 to uh, sing to him, sing praise to him and tell all his wonderful acts. And then uh, goes on to list a few things here. Uh, Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power, for his surpassing greatness. And then talking about with the sounding of the trumpet, praise him with the harp, with timbrel. What is timbrel? That's a new one on me. No, I don't. I, I played the timpani in school. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, and, uh, I, I, we'll have to ask Jack that one. I'm not sure about the timbrel. And dancing and uh, with strings and pipe. Uh, the clash of symbols, uh, resounding symbols, and also going over to Psalm 98, 1 through 7, going down to uh, uh, 7 here. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, mm-hmm. the world and they that dwell there within. Let, let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be, hills be joyful together. So that's yeah. uh, that's pretty powerful there. It's powerful because it talks really about the whole world really does celebrate the goodness and the power and the majesty of God. It is, you know, the the scripture, you know, if we don't praise, the rocks will cry out. I think it really ties in well with our call and responsibility to live a life of praise and to live a life of worship. But man, those scriptures are so rich in the theology of praise. To, you know, it's not really a request, but honestly, it's something that we all are called to do. So, and then pass it on to from generation to generation. That's what my parents did for me. Um, you know, Emma and I like to, we do that for Matt and Maggie, our two kids, where they're both musically inclined. Um, right. And Maggie is actually wanting to pursue music in her life. So it's really, really neat to be able to, you know, to kind of emphasize that praise life to your family and to the generations to come. Absolutely. Well, we want to wish everybody a great holiday and uh, find somebody to lift up if you can. Yes. um, Whatever ways that you can, but uh, may say a few things after your next tune here, but uh, in closing, but uh, yeah, I don't don't know what you want to go with, you know, Buddy's my one of my favorites is uh, Mary. Did you know? I don't know how much you know about with that one, but uh, you talked about oh, come let us. Yeah, I think that might be. uh, Yeah, 
I think, oh, come let us adore him, if that's cool with you. Mary, did you know, is quite wordy. I hadn't sung that in a few years. Hey, whatever you want to go with, brother. Yeah, let's do Oh, come it, let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. For you alone are worthy. For you alone are worthy. For you alone are worthy. Christ the Lord, and we'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the glory. Christ the Lord. Awesome, brother. Really appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate so you coming on the show. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. So thankful for sure. you. Bless you and your family and your new um, grandchild. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a great Christmas for you, no doubt. Well, we want to lift our hands up to where our help is coming yes, from. That's right. Our help let those from. burdens, let them fade away. Yes. Uh, Jeff Connors uh, signing off for Absolute Empowerment. God bless you and see you next week. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Absolute Empowerment with Coach Jeff Connors on The Sports Objective. Join us every Monday night for a new edition of the show. Listen to the show pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at The Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. And go Pirates!